Hello, everyone. This is Laura Womack, host of Bloom Where You're Planted podcast, sponsored by Never Too Late Cafe. And I have a special guest with me today, and I'm going to have him introduce himself and tell us where he's currently living. Hey, everybody. I'm Chase Will, author of the new uh, young adult novel, Moving Through. I'm currently living in Port Clinton, Ohio. Now, that's up on the lake, correct? Yeah. On yeah, Lake Erie? Yeah, about a mile from the lake. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so welcome. Uh, thank you. You have a lovely voice, by the way. Oh, well, thank you. Um, tell me, how did this book, it has a story around it. So uh, yeah. the title again was? Uh, Moving Through. Okay. And can you give us a little synopsis and then how it started? Sure. Uh, it's about a group of young adults in high school, seniors who has lost their mentor to cancer, and uh, they're kind of moving through the grieving process while starting a school-wide rebellion. And the school-wide rebellion is about? Uh, it's mostly about art and also breaking free of any kind of social expectations. So, I mean, you know, I think anybody in life, they have something they have to deal with and overcome as far as personal troubles and finding your place in the world, especially when you're in high school, because that's really when everything kind of hits at once, where you're going from being a kid with no expectations to being somewhat of an adult, where you have to stay true to yourself while also not destroying the world. <laughs> so that genre, uh, the young adult coming of age is that what you would call it oh uh, yeah I'd say coming of age is fair yeah okay I have a friend that said that she has for years been working on a book and she said I can't tell you much about it but it's about coming of age and I said well to me I don't know what that means but I guess it's as you evolve and from teenage years to adulthood there's a an in-between there so yeah well um, now that I have a they have a new kind of a genre now called new adults where it's just above young adults. I think to kind of split it off where I think if the target audience is like 18 to early twenties, that's new adult now, but I kind of consider anything from like 15 to 24 young adult, because, you know, I would say to be generous to myself, 32 is still young adult, <laughs> relatively young. <laughs> hey, you can be much older than that and still be young at heart. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> I'm a young at heart adult. So I hadn't heard the new young adult. Um, so tell us a little bit about, this was a few years ago. So you had a process, obviously. So it just became released last Valentine's Day. Is that correct? Uh, no, uh, about a month ago it was released. Oh, okay. Whoa. I'm really jumping in at the very beginning. Wonderful. <laughs> right in the sweet spot. <laughs> So, yeah, it was a book. Um, um, actually, oh, go ahead. No, just starting like it was because you not in high school. That was some years ago, a few years ago. And how did it come about that you were writing this book about high school now? Uh, it was actually 14 years ago when I was a senior in high school. I wrote the first draft of this book because I would write like every night for a set period of time. So I had just tons of books I was writing that I wouldn't show to anybody. And uh, this one kind of kept coming back to me. I would always, throughout college, be going back, reworking it, you know, altering the plot, adding, subtracting characters. 
And over the years, like this is the one that really felt like the right story to tell. And um, then three years ago, I lost my little brother, Siler, to cancer after a year-long process of uh, hospital visits and chemo and all that. Uh, that's when I really started to come back to this book because I needed that outlet and I needed to express a lot of things. You can't just go and tell people, you know, there has to be a, a story to it to float it along. So I, that really influenced the uh, final couple edits in the book. And I think it really brought out what the story is about, which is, of course, moving through, finding ways to uh, cope when life really throws you some curveballs. <laughs> So it was quite therapeutic for you to go through, you know, you had started the book and so you just followed through. It just changed your perspective to really be more determined. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Like when my brother passed, he actually made me promise, like, you know, you're going to keep working on your writing. Like I'm told me, you know, I'm really proud of you. I really want you to keep doing this. You know, don't lose heart just because I'm gone. And, you know, this is my little brother, like 10 years, my junior, but I kind of looked up to the kid because he was one of a kind and hearing him say, you got to keep doing this, that really, it drove me a bit. And, you know, things in life after that became easier in some ways, just because, you know, you've seen how dark things can get. So it was released about a month ago. Have you been out marketing and that sort of thing? Yep. Doing the sales pitch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh it's been really nice get to meet a lot of fun people and i get to hear people tell me how much they like my book <laughs> which is always good to hear because you know i think for any author when you put something out your biggest worry isn't is it going to sell well it is you know is it going to find an audience you know how many people relate to and um so far the feedback's been great like a lot of people have found a lot of value in the story and that really makes me happier than any other outcome That is great. So um, one good thing is that you can have signings now because it's not exactly what I would call post-COVID, but things have opened up more. So there's more public things. A year ago, you couldn't have done that. I mean. Yeah. So. Well, uh, COVID was kind of my excuse for taking so long because... (laughs) Like I was still like writing actively during COVID, but I kept telling myself, you know, you realistically have a while left to get this, you know, finalized because you can't go promote it right now anyway. So that kind of became my excuse was like, you know, oh, can't, uh, can't release this now. I should extra wait a while. But <laughs> uh, yeah, this Valentine's Day really seemed like the right time for me, fortunately. So everything kind of aligned. You... Can you tell us a little bit about your process? You wrote it. Did you have, you know, because there's, we definitely have authors out there and some of, most of whom I talk to have been out there for a while. And so their process is, you know, they just go through what they've done before and they do it again and again. But for someone that's a first time author, can you share with us, like, did you get a professional editor did you go through a publishing company? So some of the steps. Well, yeah, I actually had a professional editor from college go through it and I had some people I trusted go through it. But uh, publishing wise, I did it myself. I started my own publishing company called Mentally Anarchy Press. 
And uh, part of that was because I know the book probably is going to fit into a uh, direct niche with uh, young adult readers. Like it's not something that traditional publishers would be chomping at the teeth to get just because it's not like completely mainstream. And I still wanted it to be out there. Well, at the same time, I wanted to kind of take away the stigma of self-publishing because self-publishing, you know, when it's done right and when you pay a lot of attention to detail, because, you know, things do unfortunately get judged by their cover. So if your presentation isn't good, you know, no matter how good the story is, no one's going to read it. So that was my biggest concern as far as self-publishing was making sure it looked as professional as possible. I'm really lucky to have a lot of friends who are close who do stuff like arts and editing, of course, and have all that knowledge that I can really use. That is great. So you have a team of people, basically, you know, well, they're in your corner yeah. to help. So and an artist. Um, and, you know, I have a lot of artist friends, but not all have done book covers because it's a different sort of format. You know, I have several I have actually on my team, I have graphic artists. But to do a book cover, uh, you know, I don't think they've done before. So and yet uh, not long ago, um, there was a guest that's longtime artist, you know, maybe 60 years, I'd say. And she had connected with someone 50 years ago that did their, she started doing their covers and, and she's, they've done that all these years. So um, that's a good um, avenue to be in um, to do that. So, so you have these characters and they're going through school. They've lost. So did, is that based on a real story? Uh, yeah, I actually knew a lot of people in high school, unfortunately, who lost close relatives and friends because I, I think anybody can relate to that experience either directly or indirectly. Like if you haven't lost someone personally, you more than likely know someone who's gone through that and you've seen all the, uh, all the terrible things that come with it. So yeah. I feel like that was kind of my way of trying to understand at the time, you know, trying to make sense of a lot of things. We've had conversations before with guests about mental health and, you know, the grief process, definitely it affects you. And sometimes it affects you in a way that can sort of hit you with a brick you weren't prepared for. I've experienced that in my own life. And um, I think this is going to be something that will appeal to a very broad audience, not just your genre. So you mind sharing what you do other than being a writer? You have several side hustles or? Uh, yeah, I work on the road for a company called Terpco and we sell to refineries and distributors. We do um, environmental safety products and that involves lots of travel all around the US and Canada. So I get to see a lot of places and meet a lot of people constantly. And I work at a gym called Team Viac here in Port Clinton. It's a nonprofit for soldiers suffering from PTSD. And then I also work at a restaurant called Slater's, which I, I would do for free, honestly, because I love working there. <laughs> like, that's really? just something that I just love being people. Yeah, like, I'm always surprised when I get a paycheck from them because I'm like, it's a delight to be here. I really don't need to be paid. I hope they don't hear that because I also enjoy my People <laughs> <laughs> also want them to be paid. Where can someone find you? Um, do you have social media pages for your, your book? Do you have a website? Uh, yeah, I'm actually all over. I'm all across social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you know, TikTok, unfortunately. I hate TikTok, but I'm on there. 
And uh, also, of course, chasewill.com. It's where you can find my book and updates and blog posts and all that cool stuff. And then on Amazon, it's available as a digital book as well, if that's your preference. Pretty much, like, if somebody wanted to stalk me, they would have a very easy time about it because I'm all over <laughs> social media. Yeah. Well, it's been wonderful having you as a guest. And I would like to invite you back at some point to see the progress of where you've gone. So um, bloom where you're planted. That's a phrase that this uh, podcast was started with. And so what does that mean for you? That phrase? Uh, bloom where you're planted. For me, that really means like no matter where you are in life or what cards you're dealt, you know, to make some metaphor a little bit is you got to find your way to grow from that and not, you know, say, I can't do anything because I'm in this situation because no matter how perfect your life is or what fortunes you get or, you know, what good things happen and even great increments, I think we're always going to have something that's weighing us down a little bit, you know, whether it's, you know, loss of a friend, loss of a relative to uh, something terrible, um, you know, you know, dropping out or losing a job or breaking up with a girlfriend or really anything. There's always things that are going to be holding you back and to bloom where you're planted, you got to take that and grow from it. Cause you know, as you probably know, soil that plants grow from is made from gross stuff and you got to grow from the gross stuff in life. Cause if you don't grow, you wilt and nobody wants that. Excellent words. So the next question I ask all my guests is, what words of wisdom, I call it now the wow, <laughs> of what, <laughs> I like to play with words once in a while, <laughs> come up with a wow. meaning for all these words, um, of someone that's doing or have, have done what you have done, what words of wisdom would you give them? Um, e equals MC square. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, as words of wisdom, if I have any, is you know, first of all, always believe in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself, and no one else is going to care about you or whatever your dream is. Like if you don't believe in yourself and actually give yourself permission to go after something, you might as well not even start. So that'd be, I guess, the greatest piece of advice I can give anybody for whatever their endeavor may be. And on top of that, you know, just. If you're trying to write, set a schedule for yourself, even if you're in a bad mood and you don't want to do it, sit down and at least get something done because that's better than nothing. And you're going to change it all in the end anyway, because almost nothing from a first draft survives all the way to the final draft because everything you write in the first draft is probably going to be changed realistically. So just get it, get it down on paper, you know, take the first step, always be willing to take small steps and go toward where you want to get. That's, does that sound wise? I'm trying to sound wise. Am I sage-like right now? <laughs> it sounds wonderfully wise. <laughs> is, my, is my aura glowing? <laughs> it is. I see it right there. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I do. I, <laughs> actually, on the screen, the top part of your head doesn't even show. <laughs> so, That's um, my <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. I can see it glowing. Yes. Um, because, you know, in supporting creative people. Sometimes there's a process where you feel totally alone, mm -hmm. you know, where you don't feel like even with other writers, if that's what it is, or artists, you know, someone may have more experience or it comes easier, you know, 
it's just there's times where you need to hang on to those words that someone has told you because it, it may not always be a, I always say my path has not been a straight path. It's not linear. It's very up, down and curved. And that's true for many people. And the creative sort sometimes has that, those challenges as well. So thank you for those words. So what do you think is next for you? I have a book coming out in October this year, a second book, because I always like to have like four to six books kind of waiting because I'm always editing something. And, you know, the first draft of something is never going to see the light of day for at least four years because I'm always working on the first draft of one thing while I'm editing another thing and then doing the final edit of another thing. So I'm always working. So, yeah, the next book is called Parasitic Host, and it's more of a uh, horror comedy. And uh, that should be out Halloween this year, if all goes according to plan. I'm self-published, so plans change constantly. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. I didn't know you had another book coming. So like I said, I do want to hear from you later on. So Mm -hmm. we'll, I would, and I thank you a lot for being a guest. We had some little burps along the way with technology today, but we got it done. And um So I want to thank you. I'm going to sign off. This is Laura Womack, the host of Lumira Planted Podcast, sponsored by Never Too Late Cafe. And thank you so much. And we will talk again. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye now.